Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll record. Cabin F-E-8-3-7-0-9-0-0-0. There she is. Yes, finally. You nailed it. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I really am. Should we start? Yes. Great That's the end, isn't it? Oh. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Twit to woo, and how's your cabin? <laughs> oh, you're really, really pushing the cabin thing, aren't you? A log cabin is a small log house, especially a less finished or less architecturally sophisticated structure. Log cabins have an ancient history in Europe and in America, are often associated with first generation home building by settlers. Have you just have you had that up ready or did you just know that? It's coming out of my head. Do you want to hear about the European history? Yeah, please. Construction with logs was described by Roman architecture Vitivirus Polio in his architectural treatise. Treatise? Treatise? This is like watching a TED talk. De Architectura. He noted that in Pontus, modern day northeastern Turkey, dwellings were constructed by laying logs horizontally over the top of each other and filling in the gaps with chips and mud. Chips? That's what it says. I imagine wood chips, not potato <laughs> chips. Not delicious chips. <laughs> not delicious. Undelicious chips. Boo, potato, non potato <laughs> chips. I've got an email from you, monks. Yeah. I'm on my way. Why are you, why are you emailing me? Oh, it's been a nightmare. So we were due to meet at half past. What's yeah. the time now? 38 past. Oh. My phone was out of battery. My laptop was out of battery. I managed to find my laptop charger. I then found my phone charger. But in order to message you on WhatsApp on my laptop, my phone has to be on. And it was so out of battery that even plugged in, it wasn't switching on. So I sent you an email. <laughs> <laughs> I only arrived about two minutes before you to be fair, so I wouldn't even stress yourself. <laughs> Anything below ten minutes late is fairly run of the mill for cabin fever. Run of the cabin. Run of the cabin. Isn't it? So that's fine. I wouldn't worry. Are you well? I've got some exciting cabin related news actually. Is it about the fact that Tom is in a cabin and that's why he's oh, not Tom's here? Tom's not here, is he? Yeah, we Tom's should say God, it's just like it's, it's almost like so times. used to him not being here that <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't bother to even mention it. Should we cut him out? Oh, yeah, haven't we? He's not here again. He's, he's, I can't, where is he now? In Wales or um, something? He's in Wales. There was a very long conversation about the fact he's going to Wales before you guys go to Wales. Yes, correct. We did that last week, didn't we? To see his mum. Yeah, see his mum with the kids and that. Uh, it's worth saying we are going to Wales next week, so we will be having a week off next week, won't we? Well, I'm not going to Wales, so maybe I should just do it. Do you want to rope in a guest host and do it? Do I have to press all the buttons? Oh, you can just record it however you want, yeah. 
Just record it how you record bitching, you know? Just get Mary or Matt or Oh, my someone. God. I'll get Tilly. Oh, Tilly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, yeah, yeah. But then aren't we just doing bitching? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you have to bitch about cabins. <gasps> yes! Yes! Cabins is the thing you have to talk about. A long, Actually, yeah. Okay, this is what we're going to do next week. Rather than uh, a, a, an empty inbox, mm-hmm. you and Tilly need to do an episode about cabins. A deep, a deep dive into cabins. So anyone that doesn't know, that's because me and a woman called Tilly, yeah. who's been on your podcast. This yeah, podcast. she's been on it, yeah. But for any new listeners, I just realised there's a lot of context. All the time, there's context that you kind of need. Yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered to explain it, actually. Well, it's called cabin fever because we started it in lockdown when everyone was getting cabin fever, the sort of concept, the metaphorical concept, but... But yeah. Helen suggested last week that we actually make the show ab- about cabins. Yeah, which we now are doing, yes. obviously. And um. also separate, me and Tilly have a podcast where we talk about a different person each week. But next week we'll be on Cabin Fever and we'll talk about cabins. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. And then it, became, it was drawn to my attention this week. There was a Radio 4 programme. My uncle, who you met, <gasps> Alan. Yeah, Alan. Said that the poet laureate does a show on Radio Four where he does it from a shed, which is as, as akin to a cabin as you can get, I guess. Wow! Um, so there's a whole sort of shed-based broadcasting. Actually, on the subject of of Alan, and this is this is important because uh, we're recording this the day the day after his birthday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, happened. happy birthday! Oh, I know. This is exactly what I'm going to say. Is uh, I, what I did was forget to text him yesterday. Because I started writing a text and then I started <laughs> writing something quite in depth about cabins just to, <laughs> just to make him laugh. And then I got a call and then I, I went out for the whole day to work and drove to Oxfordshire and lots of other stuff. And then by the time I'd got back, it was really late and <gasps> no. the midnight had passed. Oh. And I realised that I'd missed the text window. And oh, I no. didn't want to text him too late. And I, anyway, so, so I figured rather than do a belated day after text, Text, which is that's no no one wants that do they no, i'd save no. it and hope that uh, a public a apology sorry alan and b sorry, uh, alan. birthday birthday wishes birthday wishes birthday wishes uh, on the podcast would be some sort of uh, some would make up for that in some way you know so should we sing a song about oh sorry i interrupted the cabins. moment no, I was going to say about birthday, about Alan for his birthday. Yeah, if you'd like to, would you like to? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Helen Monk's uh, birthday song for Alan. Uh, are you going to play the piano? Well, it depends what tune you're doing it to. It's, <laughs> it's going to be tricky, this, but okay. Ready? Yeah. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Al Packers, Al Stations. Aldi the shop All these things are not as good as Alan A lane I drive down And a lavender bush All these things are not as good as Alan I've heard you sing before and you can do it But none of those were notes really like you can hold a tune. That was remarkably unmusical. But was I was concentrating on the the lyricism. You yeah, see. sure. Yeah, sort of word painting more than anything else. 
I was yeah. quite impressed with myself. Also, I forgot that the setting was on harpsichord because I'd been recording something earlier. <laughs> so it wasn't even a piano accompaniment. It was a sort of harpsichord. But I imagine a harpsichord is more suited to a cabin, really, I thought. Yeah, and it sort of felt a bit old because I was more ch- sort of chanting, wasn't I, rather than singing. Yeah, that was kind of it. You were sort of chanting. chanting. So that kind of fits with a... Oh, does it? Gregarian chanting fit with a harpsichord? No, they're two different... They're different things. Oh... <sighs> Well, anyway, happy birthday, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Alan. And yes, anyway, please consider that the full extent of my formal apology for the half text that I started to write and then uh, it was too late to send. So happy birthday on the podcast. Happy birthday. And, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree it was worth it for the, the, the sort of word art that Helen the word art. vomited up then. <laughs> <laughs> What oh, note would you say I picked there at the well, beginning? Well, you picked one and then did a different one and neither of them were really <laughs> sort of sort of nailed on a note. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm very into like, um, not the structures of our kind of Western traditions of just eight notes. Oh, I appreciate that. There's many semitones in between each tone. Well, there's quarter tones and eighth tones and everything. Yeah, I love to delve into those. Yeah, it's very sort of Eastern of you. That's fine. Uh, do you know what? I'm imagining you singing that in a remote cabin somewhere far from here. Where... Also, great fact about Alan, from Alan about... Is it is it poet laureate Simon Armitage? Or Simon just, Armitage, correct, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I just always assume anything to do with poetry is Simon Armitage. Yeah, basically, or it's all Caroline Duffy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of them, as far as I'm aware. And I think they've both been poet laureates. Yeah, they have. <laughs> <laughs> but we should get him on to this podcast. To, to discuss... Who's Simon Armitage? Yeah, if he does a poetry podcast from his cabin. Do you think we're ready to have the Poet Laureate of Great Britain in this podcast? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think think we're there. I think we're there. Because, yeah, we can just, yeah. I mean, based on nothing. I emailed him once. Yeah, a lot. I just feel, you emailed him? (laughs) Yeah, he didn't reply. What did you email him about? Uh, I sent him some poems. Did you? What were they? They were so I was a student at Sheffield, the University of Sheffield, and he was the professor of poetry. So naively, in my first year, oh my I God. thought, "Oh, we can be them? pals." Um, oh, they'll be on my university email. Oh no! Don't lie. They're somewhere. Gone. There must be somewhere. Actually, they probably aren't somewhere because they were written on a laptop that was stolen. So probably for the best. That's probably so I was poet laureate. That's well, so sad. of Birmingham. You a polar of Birmingham, the city, or just <laughs> the university? What are you talking about? I was Birmingham's first young poet laureate. That is something we've never discussed, and we've discussed a lot of shit on this podcast. So mm. how have we not got to that? I don't know. I sort of deeply ashamed of it, really. Why? You're poet laureate, the young poet laureate, and, and Simon Arbitage did not even reply. Yeah, I didn't reply. Well, you Do you go. know who was very supportive? Mm. Was Benjamin Zaphaniah. He's also a poet. Did you email him? He was the ambassador of the Birmingham Young Poet Laureate scheme. Ah. So he well, gave me my what? little I'll tell time. you what, in terms of culture, we've now named three poets on this episode of Cabin Fever, and that is about as sort of highbrow as we're ever going to get, yeah. I would have thought. But breaking news, Helen, yeah. because before we do the ads and the WhatsApp agenda, as per... <gasps> you have news. I've not only got news... I've got a guest. And when I say a guest, it's just Lizzie that's always on. But hey, Lizzie. Oh, hello, hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> Lizzie, how long have you been there? 
Oh, just listening to you chat about poets. I couldn't even name three poets. Well, we did it. Caroline yeah. Duffy, Simon Armitage, Benjamin Zephaniah. Guys, That's is it. my connection okay? It's, you sound a bit like you're in a well, the bottom of a well, and we're at the top of the well. The, the connection's oh, fine. It's more the sort of sound quality. But I, I imagine you're not calling day. from any sort of professional broadcasting um, company, are you? You're in a yeah, cabin. I'm classic. Well, hang on a minute, Dave. You imagine I'm not calling from a professional podcasting company. Yes. I'm literally calling from Acast HQ. Yeah, I know. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. You're, you're literally in the place where... I am count... Where I count the supporter feature donations, by the way. <laughs> uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm dividing up your money, your millions, and I'm uh, siphoning it into your bank accounts. Thank you very Yay. much. I'm excited All about to that. to me, please. No, the, no, the reason Lizzie's on, Helen, is, mm. well, I'll, 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 let, I'll let her tell you. Lizzie, why have I, why have I booked you? I, I'm making this sound like a very professional pr- production. Why did I text you about half an hour ago and say, come on, cabin fever? Because Tom didn't turn up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, to be fair, we've done a lot of them without Tom recently. That's uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not really a hurdle anymore, no. is it, Monksy? <laughs> no, if anything, um, it's annoying reason... when he is here. <laughs> I I just love when he didn't realise you guys had been carrying on without him and it didn't even come up. It's brilliant. No, the reason I'm here is because no joke, my family and I used to live in a cabin. <gasps> is this real Ca- life? It is, do you know what, it sounds fake and it sounds like I'll make up any excuse just to get on the cabin. (laughs) (laughs) But genuinely, from the ages of seven to 11, my family and I, we all lived in basically a log cabin together. Um, And so last week I was like, hang on a minute, I've got an anecdote. And also, this conversation is about to take a right turn into the very middle-class privileged zone okay so I just want to warn you all about that not because the cabin was swish but the reason I lived in a cabin was because um my mum was boarding mistress at a boarding school in the Kent countryside and the house that they had for the boarding family to live in was basically a cabin in the gardens um and so for four years I lived in this cabin and it was I mean, it was, you know, when you're a kid and you don't know any difference, so you just assume that's normal life. Yeah. And then yeah, you look yeah. back and, and you're like, what? Ah, oh, no, it's weird. Everyone didn't live in a cabin when they were no. growing up with like g- gaps in the wall between the woods um, and um, wildlife like crawling throughout wow, it. Wow, how amazing. I can't believe I it. I know, I know, right? I mean... I'm sure you've got loads of questions, guys. As cabin aficionados, I think you want to know a lot. So just just hit me. Yes. Yeah, well, Hel- so, Helen's the cabin expert, so I'll let her sort of lead this because my interest in cabins sort of lasted up until the point where I hadn't said the word cabin last week, <laughs> and that, that's that's the extent. So, Helen, go on. This I is have, your, this so, is like a, you're like a kid in a sweet shop, right? Yeah, this is this is it. This is what the podcast is about from now on. So let's start as we mean to go on. Question number one: You were a child, so you might not know this. Do you know what year the cabin was built? Well, I know that it had been around for a long time. It had been at least since the 1970s. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> oh, wait, well, <laughs> oh, so sorry, I'm just thinking sorry, like the 16, 1670s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's sorry, what we like. Before That's what we, we like. go any further, th- this new feature in the new format, have you run this past John Harris to make sure that he's happy with how it's going to fly and all that kind of thing in terms of, you know, the overall The sort of tone and editorial direction of, of Cabin Fever. Yeah. John Harris I mean, I is the man that's uh, in charge of our podcast at ACAST, Helen. He's, um, 
Oh, I see. So, so he might have something to say about it. Oh, no, God, we haven't run it past anyone, Lizzie, but... I can I'm... get him in. He's right here. John, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, great. Right, yeah, cool. He's on, he's on the phone to Ron Seal as we speak, his potential uh, brand partner. Finally, um, sorry, yeah, Helen, sponsor, I completely... thank God. <laughs> um, sorry, Helen, I completely interrupted your format. Yeah, so 1550. No, um, no. Great. And was your cabin ever used by a witch to lure children to eat lots of food and then, and then eat them? Well, I mean, unless you're basically calling my mother a witch. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, I luckily didn't see any strange uh, children ghosts either when I was there. So um, I'm going to say probably not. Amazing. This is great. Okay. I feel like I'm a mastermind. Fascinating insight into Monks' mind, this, isn't it? These are the, the first two <laughs> questions she asked about cab- your cabin. How did you heat the cabin? <laughs> Um, we used to just set fire to the sides. No. Um, how did we heat the cabin? It probably had some very dodgy sort of like uh, heaters from the 1970s. It probably wouldn't pass any kind of inspection nowadays. So no uh, central In fact, heating. I'm not even sure if the... I don't think so, no. I mean, it was, it was, it was quite um, basic. Um, I mean, it, it, it was nice and everything. Like, oh, Crimea River, I had to live in the grounds of a... a boarding school but it was you know it was quite basic there as I said there were massive gaps between the um planks of wood like that were the walls so when the yeah. wind howled it really whistled it was very scary um, and there was nature everywhere there were always earwigs um I think at one point a bat might have flown in through one of mm. the gaps in the in the cabin walls so Ooh, a yeah. cabin bat cabin bat a cabin um, bat. <laughs> back to nature yeah. Back to, um, yeah. back to nature. Back to nature. Back to nature. Cabat to nature. Cabat? What's oh. that cabat? <laughs> <laughs> My anyway, next question um, is, yeah. yes, did you have an arger? No, no, because I say it was quite primitive. So I think we probably had what, what would now pass for sort of a, a, a 1970s style, almost like camping. So don't, <gasps> oh yeah, we gosh, did, definitely really? didn't have an arger. We're in a cabin. This is like a proper cabin. Did were there, was there uh, a rifle cupboard? <laughs> oh God. Um, shall I just start lying? Yes. Yeah, it's important um, that you do. I think, I think Helen's the, not going to be happy. One of the <laughs> one of the largest rifle cupboards in uh, Southeast England. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but seriously though, one of the best things about it. So. We lived in this cabin. It was very sort of much in nature. And we used to have a rabbit. And um, because we lived in the grounds and it was, you know, lots of lovely rolling hills, we didn't used to lock the rabbit up during the day in his own hutch. We used to just let him roam free. Now, of course, this cabin was in the grounds of my actual school. So I would be sat in like maths class and suddenly just look to my left and my rabbit would just be hopping past a window as I was trying to do my calculus (laughs) and just roaming the grounds. I mean, what kind of idyllic childhood is that? That's mad. That's great. That's great. That this is, is this is a whole part of your life I didn't know anything about. And did you? So did you stay in the cat? So it was a boarding school, but you stayed in the cabin when the, your friends yeah. all slept in the school. Yeah. So all the boarders lived in school, and um, my family lived in the cabin. And then um, it was quite sweet actually, because for one year, a period of one year, there was only one girl boarder in the entire school. And so um, if it was ever going to be stormy, I'd look at the weather forecast and I'd go and sleep in the school next to her so that she wasn't alone in the dormitory. Oh, that's very cute. Oh, my God. 
God, I'm really painting an earth mother picture of myself. I mean, Dave would attest the fact I'm not. Yeah, and I've changed greatly is... in intervening 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled by this. What a time to be alive. Yeah, but um, also not only strange that you, like a coincidence that you lived in a cabin, but what a unusual experience to be have a house on the grounds of the school that you go to. I, can't, that's, yeah, I know, because, because also, as I say, right, like, Again, sounds incredibly privileged, but also I didn't know any better when I was that age. So we had full access, of course, to like the, the school had a swimming pool, it had running track, it had a wow. farm, it had like, you know, like its own sort of hidden wooden play area. So basically in summer holidays, that was just my entire like playground, wow. like my life. It was wow. great. Wow. I know. Did so, you have um, any the alpacas the story is, oh, on the farm? Did you have any alpacas? Um, no, do you know but what we... Um, oh, go on. Just alpacas. Do you know what they're not as good as? Alan. Um. <laughs> you missed that bit, didn't you? Oh. It's my, um, uncle, it's my uncle Alan's birthday, and uh, or it was this week, uh, and, um, and uh, Helen sang a uh, song sort of stretching the definition of it. <laughs> uncle but, Alan, um, how are you doing? I miss that guy. He's fine, yeah. He's absolutely fine. I saw him earlier in the week, actually. Went to, yeah. went to visit. Did you give him my best? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, can I um, win? So there you go. So, hey, Lizzie, thanks very much. We need to go and do the adverts and the, uh, the, adverts and the WhatsApp agenda now before, you know, um, we oh, run great. out of time, frankly. Um, <laughs> okay. But thanks, um, for, thanks for your cabin expertise. Yeah, no, of course. Like, I hope that was useful. Helen, I'm sorry that my answers weren't necessarily exactly what you were looking for, but no. um, maybe I should have done a bit more research. But yeah, look, all I'm saying is like, it's fine to live in a cabin because look how I turned out, you know? Yes, I'm really pleased. And I just didn't even realise it was a thing people in this country particularly lived in. So I think this is now the beginning of us finding every single person who's ever lived in a cabin in the UK. Yeah. Incredible. Dave? I fully support this campaign. I guess that's not as terrible as just doing it about the sort of technical makeup of a cabin, you know? I might just have to get some better questions than was there a witch who... When this came up, uh, when this came up last week, right, about like, oh, you know, we should be like cabin focused. I bet whoever said it thought they were saying it as a throwaway comment. And little did they know, of course, we'd all take it too seriously. And now suddenly (laughs) it seems to be (laughs) in true cabin fever style. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> thanks, Lizzie. Of course. Um, I hope to, uh, well, you know, I hope to see you all in a cabin near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Thanks, Can't mate. Wait. Ciao. Bye. 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 Are you going to play some adverts? <laughs> oh, I played the wrong thing again. <laughs> Remember leaving the house and going to stuff? Well, it's back, because Great Big Owl is bringing some of our favourite shows to the London Podcast Festival, starting September the 2nd, and we'd love to see you there. So if you're a fan of... Two Mr P's in a podcast. Brian and Roger. My mate Water Toaster. Friends with Friends. The The One Show Show. Richard and Greta. From Queer to Eternity. Wrestle Me. Or just Daytime Drinking. Then go to the King's Place website and grab some tickets now. And by some tickets, we ideally mean eight tickets, that's one for each show. Actually, bring a friend and make that 16 tickets. Great Big Owl, the only podcast network with the audacity to ask you to buy 16 tickets in one go. But we'll be thrilled if you just buy one. Hold up. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well. There you go. That was good. That was Did you enjoy your, Did you enjoy your cabin treat? It's cabine a delight. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> right, let's rattle through this WhatsApp agenda right, before come on. you do any more of that. So, um, well, it's tricky, isn't it? Because some of this is going to be Tom's stuff now. We're, we're back into the absolute... Um... Oh, my goodness. Do you know <laughs> so what? The first on. one is agenda cabins. Oh, it's a different, it's a different <laughs> WhatsApp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the WhatsApp. It's the WhatsApp agenda WhatsApp. The first one is Dave going, agenda, hi, and then agenda, understood. And then I say agenda cabins. And then you say agenda, Tom's game. Oh, we were going to do a thing where it's to do with the price of something. Yeah, well, he's not here, is he? That bloody thing, is he? There's a lot There's a lot going on there. There's uh, not very much happening here, is there? Agenda boxes. Oh, Did boxes. You... Yeah, that's yeah. me. That's me, That's isn't you, it? that's you. My parents moved house. <gasps> um, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I went over the night before they were about to leave and they were doing that thing where because they're going they're going up north and, um, oh no forever well yeah well, not forever I mean I don't, don't think they sort of signed a sort of de- pact with the devil that means that they'll can never move again Manchester <laughs> my, uh, my parents are big movers they love a move oh do they <laughs> they've, oh they've, do they they've, oh, okay. they've moved before okay okay um, but uh, they were doing that thing where they were just taking the car up so they were taking like the essentials you know mm-hmm. so they had like Six boxes in the corner, I think, packed. And um, classic classic Judith Cribb had written the sort of um, contents of each box on the side. Very organised yeah, she yeah. is indeed. Oh, great. Um, and one of the essentials boxes <laughs> that they deemed... I mean, this, this, this fascinated me on two levels. One, the fact that some of these things were essentials. And two, the combination of items in this box... <laughs> Uh, on the on the front box, the only one I could see written on were mason jars, food, slippers, deck shoes, and checkbooks. <laughs> it's like the apocalypse must have list. <laughs> deck shoes. Deck shoes. We've never lived on a boat in our lives. Oh, so I'm sorry. Who uses checkbooks anymore? <laughs> oh, it's an essential, mate. Get the deck books and check shoes. No, no, deck shoes and checkbooks. <laughs> I have oh, a deck book and a check shoe. The old deck and check. My <laughs> day. I still don't really know. I don't think I've ever seen either of my parents wear deck shoes. So I don't know, A, <laughs> what they're referring to when they say deck shoes. And B, where they would ever wear deck shoes. Because I'm, as far as on I'm aware, deck. it's been a long time since they've been on any sort of deck. <laughs> 
And what was the first thing you said? Mason jars. What's a mason jar? <laughs> you know, the sort of jars you put sort of things in in the kitchen, like sugar or nuts or what you know, like oh, all that sort of stuff. Oh, I was thinking of masons, like it's in the the steel masons with the handshake. Sure. No, 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 no. It's not a sort of a jar uh, souvenir a jar. from a meeting at the masons. <laughs> um, so there you go. Oh my gosh, good for them being big movers and shakers. Movers and shakers. Um, really just movers, move movers and deckers. Would you move, would you move out of London? Would I move out of London? Um, yeah, at some point maybe. I've been pondering it more since the old mm, the old pandemic. Panny D. Would you? Yeah. Where would you go? Um, oh, Isle can of I, can, Sky. Can, can I, jo- no, no, can I pitch you something actually? Yes. This is good. I was talking yes. to our mutual friend Mark Haynes yesterday. Oh. Mark. We spent four hours in a in a car on the way to Barry Cryer's house. Um, Barry Cryer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute, what a wild! I I've, oh, I've got a great story from yesterday. Actually, Ooh, that I will tell I'm you. Excited. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to put it on the WhatsApp agenda. Actually, don't forget to put agenda so we can find it. Oh, oh. shit! Yeah, I forgot that. Didn't I? Um, but we spent a lot of time, and we decided that. Moving out of London is actually delightful, but the problem is you won't have your mates around you because everyone moves to different places. So mm. our pitch to whoever's interested is that we all sort of find a nice village that we agree on, and then we all just move there. So we can move out yeah. of London and all move to a sort of an area where we can all just walk to the pub. And like, so yeah, that's what I'm pitching to you. Do you want to be part of our commune? <laughs> It does sound like a commune, doesn't it? Does it does sound like a commune cult. But not, not a commune cult, just just like, imagine I was like, oh, I've moved to this village just outside of London or whatever, that's a beautiful mm. little country village and it's got a nice pub and all that, and you come and visit, and you're like, do you know what, I like it too, I might I'll move there move too. Here, and then I'll move all my friends and then, yeah. and then they'll move So you move pick like your, your, your little close circle, so you've just got a little support network and community around you of people okay. you know and like. Okay, okay, I'm warming up to the idea. All right, hang on. Let me pitch it again properly. Sorry, I shouldn't. Yeah, have, I should on. have thought of this. Go on. Find a village with some cabins. <gasps> I'm there. There you go. I'm there. And we each have a cabin. Do you want to come round to my cabin? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we're all moving to centre parks. Basically, is what's happening now. <laughs> Which I'm absolutely not against. That's got cabins. It's got uh, a rapid machine, diseases. and it's got bikes and woods. I'm fine. I'm thrilled. Central Parks yeah. is one of the greatest places. Yeah, I'm. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, oh, what's you next? And Mark. Bathroom. Um, bathroom. <gasps> We're getting a new bathroom. Are you? Yeah. Not the mold fest. No. And um, so my landlord is my very good friend. She. It's her flat, and her mum sort of helps her manage the flat yeah. and her mum messaged and said just wondering if you have if you do get any mold in the bathroom so i replied and said yes we get a lot of mold in the What's bathroom it? famously please listen to 25 episodes of this podcast for the details i'm actually really pleased because a big part of me was worried because i think they would be a bit offended if they had listened and heard me talking about how moldy the bathroom is without do you know what i mean i've not yeah. messaged them to let them know <laughs> they'd probably have done something about it anyway so she's replied and said great Sounds like we should have chul. Chul? So I, yeah, so then I googled chul, and it's a type of marsh. Abundant marshy area of California. Anyway, I replied and said, just had to Google what chul is. Sounds great. And she said, whoops, I meant to put tile. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big idea. Was it tiles in your bathroom? 
Tiles, we're getting tiles. Huge news. Oh, Big news. Moving into the 21st century. Yeah, I can't wait. What so a time to be alive. Yeah, I'll be sending pictures, updates. Um, it's starting on the 27th of September and then should take about two weeks. Well, we could do so. um, like a, an outside broadcast from your bathroom to unveil it. <gasps> oh my gosh, let's get the Mayor of Wimbledon or something yeah. like Joe Lysett did. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Do you know the Mayor of Wimbledon? I don't think there is a mayor of Wimbledon. I know the MP because I wrote to him. Well, I write to him well, quite a lot. It's like when you're at Simon Armitage and he never replies. <laughs> no, see, he does reply, Stephen Hammond. Uh, yeah. I um, I emailed him this week actually about Channel 4 being privatised and he sent me a very long reply, which I haven't read yet because it looks really annoying. Oh, no. He always sends these very snooty emails back explaining why he is privatising things or why he doesn't support children being given free school meals and all of that stuff. Oh, sounds anyway. a bit political for this cabin-based podcast, <laughs> Helen. Uh, has he got any opinions on cabins, ask him next time you're Shall at I him. ask him? Yeah, please do. It's important that you do. I'll send him a little message. Okay, so next we have exercise. This um, was me. Yeah, exercise, please. Um, I'm doing quite a bit of exercise at the moment. Cool. Next. <laughs> <laughs> next we have Scotland 500, which is... Your sister DM'd me on Instagram because I posted a picture of my friend Mary, who I live with, and my other friend Lucy, who I don't live with, because I was waving them goodbye because they're going to Scotland to do Scotland 500. And Sarah Crib messaged and said, WhatsApp agenda. So I put it on the WhatsApp agenda. Okay. And that's it, is it? <laughs> I feel, sorry, I feel like I'm very uh, uh, dismissive of some of your things so far. Well, that's nice. How, are they still there? What is the Scotland 500? How, how, what is it? Y- you you cycle from one side of Scotland to the other, and it's about five hundred and twenty miles, I think. Right. And um, I think it's going quite badly. They've sent a few messages saying the seat of one of Lucy's bikes flew off. So then they because it's really rural, so there's nowhere to really stay apart from. They have to get to the Airbnbs that they've booked, and there's only like one Airbnb per place. Oh, anyway, her saddle flew off, and there were a lot of hills or something. So they had to find this woman, and the woman let them sleep in her caravan. So that's nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Oh, so lovely. I think that they're not quite on track, but I'll keep you updated. Yeah, please do. I'm interested. Absolutely interested. There you go. Uh, next, we have Lizzie's cabins. That we well, comprehensively covered that, I would suggest. <laughs> It's very coincidental that Lizzie lived in a cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Banjo. Uh, Oh, yeah, the story from yesterday. This is one of these things. I'm not sure if I should really recount it because it's just a a story I got told. You've given away the name of who it's about. By someone else. Uh, it's, no, it's not. It's not actually Barry Cryer's story. Oh, okay. It, 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 so there's a lot going on here, but basically, we're recording a new podcast with Barry Cryer coming soon to Great Big Al. Exciting, Woo! Um, wonderful. And we were, no, I'm going to tell the story, but let's yeah. keep it in the in the circle, shall we? Don't want this to be. I don't. But you're this... putting it out on a public oh, no. podcast. <laughs> Can you just change the names and details? No, because the names are the funny. It's the best thing. I think it's Uh-oh. probably absolutely fine and it's probably a matter of public record somewhere. Why don't you tell it and then if it's not appropriate, I'll tell you afterwards and then you can just do a really long bleep. Well, I think it's the sort of podcast that uh, the guests would have happily told on the podcast but didn't because um, we, we we stopped recording and then we just kept talking. And, and you know, anyone that's ever seen Barry Crow or anything will know he just tells stories constantly. And our guest yesterday, a guy called Joe Brown, um, very good musician, like very famous from back in the day 
uh, also is the same. So they were just, they were, from the moment we arrived, they were chatting, 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 chatting. And then we recorded and they chatted, 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 chatted for an hour and a half. And then we stopped and they chatted, chatted, chatted. And Great. one of the stories that was in the latter chat just, just didn't happen to be recorded. Okay, just do it. I think it's fine. But it's such a good story. So Joe Brown is like, it's really worth listening to this podcast when it comes out. And I'll tell you when it comes out on Great Big Girl and all this sort of stuff. But Pluggy, I mean, pluggy, pluggy. Yeah, pluggy, pluggy, pluggy. But Joe Brown's a fascinating man. He's had a great life. He's done the West End. He's done TV presenting. He's been a musician. He was like one of the original guys. Like, if, if I tell you that... The, Joe Brown in 1962 got a call asking if uh, from 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 a manager of a band saying, "Oh, I've got this band. They need to they need a bit of stage time. Can they come and support you for a couple of gigs?" So Joe Brown has been supported by the Beatles twice. <gasps> no, right. So it's that so we're, we're talking that sort of <laughs> level of nonsense. Oh my goodness. Anyway, he became very good friends with them and he's like best mate was George Harrison. George Harrison was the best man at his second wedding. Wow. Uh, all this stuff's very much about. anyway. So. George Harrison one day gave him a banjo. It was broken. And he said, look, you, you, you know, this is your world. You play all the ukes and the banjos and stuff. You've, I know, you, you know the guys that can mm-hmm. sort this out. This needs a bit of restoring, needs a bit of fixing. Can it be fixed? Yeah, yeah. Joe takes it to his banjo guy. <laughs> banjo guy says, look, this is just a bit, it's beyond repair. It's, I don't think it's worth doing anything with this. Sorry. You know, it's not worth the time. It's, it's, it's gone, you know, it's an old right, thing. Right, yeah, done, dead takes it back, puts it under his bed, leaves it. Months pass, a year passes. George Harrison then rings him up. They've both forgotten. George Harrison rings him up and goes, has they got the banjo, by the way? Did you ever fix it? He's like, oh, I've totally forgot. Absolutely, totally forgot. The guy said it's not worth re- repairing. It's basically beyond repair. Do you want me to just check it out? I can just check it out if you, if you don't need it. George Harrison says, don't check it out. Whatever you do, don't check it out. Oh my gosh. And honestly, whatever punchline you're expecting from this story, you're not going to guess it. If I gave you six hours. Yeah, drugs in the banjo. Hmm? Drugs in the banjo. No. Nothing Um, along that. The banjo is actually secretly a clue for a escape room it's it's astonishing so he goes it's 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 quite historically significant this banjo oh oh whose banjo is it and this is the bit where you will never guess it for a million get guess, guess 10 people uh, okay elizabeth the first madder um william shakespeare madder god <laughs> okay more realistic <laughs> um is it a okay is it a musician no it's, you're not it, you're not even going to guess the category is it a politician? No. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so, in a way. Churchill. You're, you're, you're much, much closer. I'm going to tell you now. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> no, I really want to guess. Is it something with Andrew Marr? <laughs> you're a bit to Andrew Marr. <laughs> he goes, don't throw it out, whatever you do. That was Mussolini's banjo. <laughs> Can we appreciate how close I got with Hitler? Yeah, uh, surprisingly. But you said, when you said categories, I was like, is he a musician? No. Is he a, is he a writer? No. Is he a dictator? Oh, there it is. <laughs> How had he ended up with Mussolini's banjo? Well, the story's even madder. So Mussolini had given it to Frank Sinatra, who'd yeah. given it to one of his band, who'd given it to George Harrison. And George Harrison had asked Joe, Joe Brown to, 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 to fix it. Oh, How my mad goodness is that story? me. That story is wild. It's insane. I didn't anyway, know Mussolini there was about played the banjo. What, dude, Mussolini's <laughs> banjo is like, I'm ready for the sort of the Queen's Gambit <laughs> Netflix 10 <laughs> part drama about this. 
Mussolini's banjo. Oh my yeah. gosh, it sounds a bit rude, I think. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really does. You assume that before you assume he actually literally plays a banjo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which in itself is mad. So there you go. I think we should leave it on that note yes, today, don't you? Yes, I do. Can't top that. What a story. Uh, so there we go. End of cabin fever. The end. Goodbye. The end. Any other business? Cabins are great. Great pig. Oh, for fuck's sake. I've, I've played none of the things right yet. <laughs> cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Adolf Hitler. Not as good as Alan. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. GreatPigAlan.com. <laughs>Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.